Jumping in on Manx Radio with Howard and Chris Kane. Yeah, hello. Good evening. And welcome. And it's that time yet again, would you believe, as we head towards Guild Week. Don't worry, we will be here next week. Uh, you'll be pleased to hear. But it is Saturday night. It's nine o'clock. It means it's the time for best, the best, I should say, not best, the best in modern and contemporary jazz. It can only be jumping in with myself, H. And me, Chris, yes, out in a class of our own. Welcome along to this week's show, and indeed for many of you, welcome back as you all return from Easter Hulls with the thought of the dreaded office on Monday and back to school. But fear not, there's plenty of fine jazz between now and then. And with the trams on the prom, well, part of it anyway, and the TT signage going up and barriers going, it's beginning to feel a bit like summer. The weather is even thinking about it too. So, H, what has been warming you up for festival season and what's been cool enough to make you still put on an extra vest? Ah, well, I suppose on the cool side, but a celebratory one, the wonderful Ahmad Jamal, who left these shores. He thought he was going to go on forever. He looks so young still, but sadly has left us. But a great recorded legacy, celebrating a little bit, just a touch of his fantastic music over the years to celebrate a wonderful life and just, yeah, marvellous stuff, inspirational. Uh, First Light with Ralph Tanner. He's still going strong into his 80s, I think, and uh, something a little bit different from uh, Gebhard Ullmann. And for me, well, we can spot the obvious mistake. We say goodbye, as H has just said, but not indeed farewell. We have a glass half full, and to start off, here's Mark Lockhart, Party Animal.
Mark Locke with a tr- Lock off there with a track from his ambitious 2019 album, Days on Earth, and that was Party Animal. A fantastic project, this, with a jazz octet made of some old and new friends, Seb Rochford on drums with Tom Herbert on the bass, both bringing along some polar bear quirkiness, Liam Noble on piano, Rowan Sutherland on flute, Laura Jurd on trumpet, John Paricelli on guitar, and Alice Leggett, and of course, Mark Lockhart on saxes. Oh, and... Uh, did I mention the additional 30-piece jazz orchestra? Ambitious indeed. And it really works, I think. Mark says, The day we embarked on the recording of this album, I had been on Earth for 20,711 days. This also means I've been on Earth for 2,958 weeks, 680 months, 497,000 hours, 30 million minutes, and not far shy of 2 billion seconds. The man obviously likes to count, and indeed it's really worth taking the time to discover this music. And thanks for Edition Records for sending us to it, albeit a couple of years ago. Terrific stuff, great way to get going, a wonderful band, yeah, and... The number of, we always say it, the number of big bands still playing. You think the big band days long gone, and uh, if you like the old-style big bands, obviously Sweet and Swing on a Friday night is here for you, but you think there are these big bands around. They don't necessarily tour and play in the dance halls as of yore on a regular basis, uh, but they are still out there making fantastic music. It's so good to hear. Wonderful stuff. I think it just shows the pleasure the guys get out of pleasure playing oh, together. To there's no money in it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I feel sure. certain for that. Um, yes, Ahmad Jamal, we mentioned at the beginning there, a wonderful character. I think we did see him once from memory. I was racking my brains before. I'm fairly certain we saw him years ago at somewhere like Brecon or somewhere like that. Mm, Bath. I'm thinking maybe, Bath. Something. I'm fairly certain we did once have the pleasure of seeing him play. Wonderful character. Passed away sadly at the age of wonderful 92. Good innings, as our dad would have said. Good innings. Uh, you can't grumble. And frankly, he was playing, I think, probably still booked to play uh, gigs this year, I imagine, and festivals and such like, and was playing better than ever. He didn't just disappear or was sort of dwindling away. He was still playing with young cats and playing some great stuff. A wonderful obituary in the Guardian from John, uh, John Fordham, who always writes so well about jazz characters, and says beautifully at the beginning, dapper and sagacious, Ahmad Jamal looked more like a UN delegate than a jazz musician, but was recognised as a truly great jazz artist by some of the music's most notable pioneers. Was still releasing albums. Uh, we might play a couple from my end, and I think one from you, a bit of a live one as well, but I suppose we had to have a little bit from perhaps his most famous album, At the Pershing, two volumes of that. Uh, and... Oh, where do you start? Could you go for Pontiana? Could you go, but not for me, the classic one, Surrey with the Fringe on top? No, I've gone for Woody and you. Thank you. 
Wonderful stuff. Ahmad Jamal from his classic At The Pershing, where he was sort of the house band for some time with uh, his trio, perhaps the Ahmad Jamal trio, with uh, Israel Crosby on the bass, who I think hailed from Chicago, and the French, or at least he uh, started out French, uh, I think he moved to the States then, Werner Fournier on the drums, and uh, chosen, I think, by Ahmad Jamal because he was very, very cracking sort of player, very deaf, very nimble, good with brushes, and also a good hand player, because he quite often did some Latin rhythms, and he liked the drummer to actually just play hands on the skins rather than actually using sticks and brushes. As I say, he sort of never really retired at all. He was still as busy as ever, pretty much right up till his uh, final years, just the last year or so, where I think he had uh, prostate cancer, well, I think was the reason for his death at the end of the day, but he's still been super busy. And in the 90s, when you had the likes of uh, Keith Jarrett and Jerry Allen and Brad Melder and all these cats coming out again, uh, Jamal still playing with the best of them. They admired him all. And then in latter years, hip-hop artists got into him. Famously, Miles Davis said his Spartan style and his sort of single note style really inspired him in many ways and yeah he's going to be much missed joining that great bandstand in the sky as they say I tell you what there's a hell of a gig going up there now there's so, mm. many, so many good players up there we'll hear more as the programme goes yes indeed something for me a bit later on but next to me now a new release from pianist synthesis musical director and composer David Cook here he is something with something that Alan Sugar's apprentices know all about the floor in my business model
In My Business Model from the latest of David Cook's albums, Loyal Returns. Slightly on the freer side of that great straight-ahead modern jazz album. This, Not to be confused with a singer of the same name, David is perhaps best known for being the musical director for Taylor Swift, Liz Wright and his wife vocalist Shana Steele. But having studied under Fred Hirsch and Kenny Werner, his jazz credentials extend to playing with many other notables, including Mark Giuliana, Danny McCaslin, Christian McBride and many others. And on this album, he's put together a great-sounding quintet. Ben Wendell on sax, Philip Dizak on trumpet, Mark Closey on bass, and the fantastic Kendrick Scott on the drums, and, of course, David on piano. And thanks to Sunnyside Records for sending us a copy of that. As always, great uh, thanks to any of our friends, actually, who help out with the programme. We get so much fantastic music coming our way. It's gone from... From uh, famine to feast, as they say, we have more than we can shake a stick at, and virtually all of it is really good. And uh, we try and bring as much as we can to you uh, via this show or on the podcast. So uh, always check out the podcast if you don't have a chance to listen live. It is jumping in. Chris and H with you here on Manx Radio. Uh, Ralph Towner is still going strong, I'm I'm happy to say. We have an extended interview with him, which we still haven't interviewed down, because we chatted away for over an hour, uh, and it did ramble all over the place. Um, So we'll need a fair amount of of editing to bring it into something we can use on jumping in. But it was when he was last in the UK playing at the Pizza Express. When he admitted himself when we were chatting to him, it was not long after lockdown, and he said he was struggling to get back to concert performance, as he said, muscle memory in his fingers and everything, um, and did wonder whether perhaps he might start to think about calling it a day but uh, no he's, he's uh, had a new album out uh, and it's been getting some rather good reviews first light it's called it is solo guitar which is one of his favored uh, formats and uh, he writes ralph himself in the liner notes saying that uh, he's looking back at his career and unbelievably he's been an ecm artist for over 50 years mm. would you believe amazing stuff um i've haven't heard all of it yet i've been listening to some of the tracks it is classic town it's on cracking form with it some lovely stuff here's a track called flow <laughs> Thank you. 
Lovely stuff. Classic Towner solo guitar. He's eschewed the 12-string steel string guitar these days. I think he says it's quite hard work, which I believe it is, not being a guitar player, to actually bend the notes and play it. It's hard on the old fingers. And when you're 80 years old or thereabouts, I think he is these days, I, I dare say, yeah, I can see exactly where he's coming from and much favours where he started out, I think, on the classical six-string, uh, nylon-string, I assume, guitar playing there. And none the worse for that. His own track, I think, flow and usual mixture of some uh, Broadway songs and some of his own numbers. It's amazing to think his first solo album, Diary, worth checking out, still available, of course, if you see it, was 1973. <laughs> and then since then, he's done solo concert, Anna, Anthem, Timeline, and My Foolish Heart. Um, I've always liked his group albums as well, I must admit, I do love his interplay, particularly we've always, both of us, been very fond of the two Solstice albums. And we did ask him one stage, he said, would you ever go back? And he said, oh, no, we've sort of done that, been it, you know. Whereas the solo albums, I think he still is very fond of as well. You won't go far wrong with a Ralph Towner album, and it's great to see that his latest one is definitely, definitely worth a listen. I'll be listening to more to that over the weekend. I can tell you if you pick up a 12-string or indeed a mandolin, having not played it for a while, it feels like you're picking up a cheese cutter. Also worth pointing out that uh, Ralph did a number of albums. In fact, Di- Diary, he plays piano on it as well, and fantastic piano. Pianist, yeah. And the later Blue Sun, where he was playing quite a bit of Prophet Synthesizer And as that well. got hammered at the time, and I've always loved it. Yeah, yeah. always very good. But uh, any of those worth doing into. Uh, as we said before, very sad for the passing of Ahmad Jamal, but 92, as you said, H, pretty good innings, and we've got a lot to celebrate. He was cited as a major influence by many of the greats. Art Tatum, Miles actually said, all my inspiration comes from Ahmad. He's knocked me out with his concept of space and his lightness of touch, the way he phrases his notes and passages. And later on, uh, piano legends McCoy Tyler and Keith Jarrett also acknowledged his influence. Winton's former pianist Eric Reed said, and I love this quote, uh, Jamal is the piano trio equivalent of what Thomas and Edison was to electricity. Well, at 92, he had a full and rich life. And uh, as you said before, H, he left a great recorded legacy. This is a particular favourite. It's one of those things you hear in a record shop and both of us independently went and bought the album, having heard it from his 2000 album, Olympia 2000, recorded at Paris's Olympia Theatre on the 6th of November in 2000, in great company with George Coleman on sax, James Kamek on the bass, his longtime companion, and the great Idris Mohammed on the drums. Here he is with the Irving Berlin standard, How Deep Is The Ocean?
How deep is the audience? Appreciative audience there at the Olympia in Paris. And a fantastic set that, as I say, we both ended up going and buying it. It was when HMV used to have a large star at the top of Oxford Street, sadly, yeah, along with a great many other jazz record shops. That's gone uh, the way of all things. But the late great Omar Jamal with George Coleman on sax, James Kamek on the bass and Idris Mohammed on the drums. Uh, speaking of being late and great, uh, Ferro Sanders, we were celebrating his wonderful uh, floating points last year, fantastic collaboration with the uh, London Symphony Orchestra and the electronic artist whose name eludes me, but wonderful well, Floating stuff. points is the name of the artist. Oh, that's the floating, it is indeed, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's Not his real name, I no, don't exactly. think. No, exactly, I was thinking that he has got a real name or she's got a real name. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it was wonderful stuff in a sort of minimalistic Steve Reichian sort of way very very atmospheric and uh, thoroughly enjoyed that one and it did very well in Promises, charts last year the album's cool. cracking stuff and uh, now we had from the wonderful Live at Fabrique series in the Endure Culture label Ferro Sanders Quartet Live at Fabrique from 1980 as it says in the liner notes uh, it was meant to be a, a memory of changes and revolutions in the world of jazz over four decades and how it was four decades ago in 1980. It is now, as he's pointed out, sadly an obituary at the end of September 2022. The tenor saxophonist Ferro Sanders passed away at the age of 81. Here he is then, the Sanders Quartet from the 6th of June 1980. And uh, funnily enough, the same drummer is there as well in a slightly different style. Ferro Sanders tenor, John Hicks piano, Curtis Lundy bass and again... Idris Mohammed at the drums.
gonna have it on John.
Hi, this is Craig Taborn, and you're listening to Jumpin' In with H and Chris on Max Radio. stuff 
German saxophonist uh, Gebhard Ullmann with his 65th birthday celebration series release of uh, Andere Planeten from his experimental electroacoustic band Des Kondenstadt, which uh, features, by the way, on drums, Eric Schaffer, or Schaefer, who used to play with M, uh, with Michael, of course, and the wonderful band M. No longer with us, a great uh, shame that was. Terrific trio, though Michael's still playing. Of course, uh, a lot of solo work with other bands. Before that, Pharaoh Sanders and his theme tune, I suppose you'd call it, The Creator has a master plan back at the Live at the Fabrique in 1980. Yes, and that album was called Promises, incidentally. Floating Points is less interestingly. His real name is Sam Shepard. But Sam uh, Shepherd, plenty of stuff about him. Well, Shepherd, that yeah. is just about it for this week's show. But we do have a track from one of the more unusual trios on the scene, Slager, whose uh, Norse name means tune or melody. They say they provide a contrast to the information overload, multitasking technology, and the constantly increasing pace and transitory nature of every part of our lives. And as this is their sixth album, they're obviously filling that gap. They are Anja Heiter on Hardanger Fiddle, Katrin Schlutt on Cello, and Amund Sulio Svin on Glass Armonica. And here they are with the title track of their sixth album, Linda. See you next week. Enjoy the Guild. We will be here Bye next Saturday. Now.